I want to ask you a question. Do you think that the accounts you're calling on are worthy of your time? In other words, are these really the accounts who are going to buy from you? Will they resonate with you? Are these the people who will buy from you? Are these your ideal clients or not? That's what we're going to be talking about today. The quality of your prospect list. Stay tuned. What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I teach insurance agents how to quote less, win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out, or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step-by-step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12X your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, and remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Well, hello there, Permission Nation. This is Charles Specht, host of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast, and it is great to be with you today. You know what? The insurance industry is the best industry that you could be a part of. I believe that. When it comes down to business, I feel that the insurance industry is probably one of the best places you could ever actually be in. In fact, I was having coffee this morning with somebody who um, is a representative of a certain network, and you know, we were just kind of chatting over um, iced coffee and so forth, and I just said, look, you know, one of the beautiful things about the insurance business, the insurance industry, is that a person can be even a mediocre insurance agent, and you can still make a very good living. In fact, if you then become a really good insurance agent and you're very good at sales, you can make a ton of money. The opportunity there, frankly, is tremendous. And so I'm glad that you're with us today because you are somebody who wants to build a $1 million or more book of business, and we want to do it by getting the other agent fired and you hired. But today on this podcast, we're not necessarily going to be talking so much about the tactics of asking for the sale, although... Hey, let's let's be real here. I might actually start bringing that up in the conversation because it's one of my favorite topics. But today, I'm going to be talking about the work that you need to do before you finally even get to the first appointment. And what I want to talk about then is specifically, I want to talk about the quality of your database, the quality of your prospect list, the integrity of the people that you are starting to work on and call and email and do walk-in visits on over the course of the year. I want to talk about that because it is a, a fuzzy purple thumb. It is the pink elephant in the room, frankly, where most insurance agents aren't really being clear about it. They're not being open with their agency principals or agency owners that they don't really have what I would consider, probably even what they would consider, maybe what you would consider, they don't have a very quality database of prospects in which to begin contacting. And even by quality, I'm not even talking quantity. 
Most insurance agents are very deficient at having a quantity of accounts in which to call. I mean, how many right now do you have actively in your entire database? Whatever your CRM is, uh, or heaven forbid you're still using an Excel spreadsheet, but how many prospects do you have right now that you are actively working on over the course of the year? Probably not too many. And therein lies one of the first problems, the quantity of your database. The other side of that coin, then, is the quality of that database. Because you could have you could have a thousand different prospects on your database, but if, if none of them are really qualified to the point at which they're likely to ever do business with you, then it would be the biggest waste of your time to ever start contacting them to try and set up appointments. So what is more important is the quality of the database rather than the quantity. But let's let, you know, let's not, you know, beat around the bush here that the quantity of accounts that you have in your prospect list is very, very necessary that it is going to be substantial. Not a small number, but a large number. And by a small number, I actually feel like, look, if you've got, you know, a list of prospects that's 150, 250, 300, 350, I just don't think that's enough. I mean, call me crazy, I just don't think that's enough. I mean, if you start X-dating those over the course of the year, and they're spread out because, you know what, um, nine, ten months out of the year, each of those accounts aren't even in the buying window. So if you've only got 300 accounts, you know, let's just say, for example, each of them are, you know, um, they're coming up at different times in the month, you know, over the course of 12 different months, that's about 25, uh, 20, you know, 25 or so different accounts each month, give or take. And you can probably call on those 25 in an hour and a half. Then what else are you going to do? If you're working on two months, that's 50 total accounts you're working on. How many of them are going to meet with you? I mean, out of 50, you make 50 phone calls. How many appointments are you going to set up? How many times are you going to win a broker of record letter? How many times are you going to even win if you go through a courting process? So you have to have the quantity in your database. And I will tell you that whatever it is, I just, I want you to get as close to 1200 as you possibly can, if not more than that. Now they have to be workable. 14,000 is too many, but they have to be workable. If you've got 1200, that's a pretty good number to actually begin you know, dealing with, but they also have to have that quality. And that's what I really want to focus on is the quality of your database. This, uh, this week, yesterday, actually, I was speaking to an insurance agent who's from a good agency. It's a kind of a, a small to medium-sized agency, but a good little agency. And this insurance agent has had some decent success over the course of her short career, a few years. Been in the business and um, a little bit book of business, a little bit south of $500,000 of annual gross revenue. So she's doing a good job. Um, we started talking about just kind of like what she's working on, what she's not working on, and so forth. And lo and behold, I found the pink elephant in the room. She only really has about eight or nine different accounts that were even in her in her database. I told her to get a lot more accounts. She brought on like another 80. And that's when I began to realize that oh, she's just she doesn't have anything that she's working consistently. She admitted that her follow-up program is almost next to nothing. There really isn't anything there. She's kind of like just you know doing a little bit here, doing a little bit there, but really doesn't have a plan. We started to go through where her lists were at, where her prospects were at. She hadn't logged into her CRM in about three months. Couldn't even remember the login details. When I told her to log in right now, she tried to log in and she couldn't even access any of her accounts, which was kind of weird. She started looking at her other prospect list and she's got about six or seven, maybe eight different Excel spreadsheets that are filled with different things, different leads, some in this industry, some in that industry, and so forth. And I said, by the way, 
how much did you write last year? And how much did you write so far this current year? And she began to realize that, man, she is just so far off of what she was doing, you know, a year or so ago, that that's why her numbers are just so bad, is because she doesn't really have anything to work on consistently. She doesn't know what accounts she's working on. She doesn't know what industry she's working on. The accounts that she even has, she doesn't really even have them X-dated. She doesn't know when they come up for renewal. It's kind of hit or miss. She's doing walk-in visits. She's sometimes sending emails, but she's really not having any kind of <clears throat> consistent activity that's taking place. Why? One, the quantity of her database simply isn't there, but the quality of her database is just not anywhere where it needs to be. And I want to now bring this to you, Mr., Mrs., Miss Producer. I want to ask you, tell me about the quantity of your database. How many prospects do you legitimately have? Go ahead. I'll let you think. Add it up. Add it up. How many do you actually have in your system that you are working, that you're working now, when you have that number, I want you to now think about the quality of that database. How many do you have actually that are ex-dated, that you know the policy renewal dates? There are three main things that I feel that you should have when it comes to like the quality of your database. Not a lot of stuff, just three kind of main things. One, who's the decision maker? What's that person's name? Two, their email address. Three, when does the policy come up for renewal? When do the policies renew? That's all I need to know. I don't need to know what their address is. I don't need to know like who their carriers are. I don't need to know that stuff yet. I just need to know who's the person that makes the decision. What is that person's email address so I can start emailing them? And when does the policy come up for renewal? Because I want to drip on them when they're not in the buying window necessarily. And if they want to meet with me, great. Like Maybe something's going to happen. So I'm going to send them an email monthly to let them know that I'm still here. I'm an option. I'm available. Something comes up. Something falls apart. You know, be thinking of me then. We can, we can kind of move forward. But when the account starts to come into that 120 days, 90 days out, they're going to start getting uh, emails from me on a weekly basis because now they're starting to think about insurance. Now they're starting to want to meet with people. And so I need to be one of the first ones that come to mind and not the seventh one because if they've already met with a bunch of insurance agents, then my job becomes a little bit more difficult. And so it's important then that you have the name and the email address and the the policy expiration dates because that quality of your database is the difference between you becoming a millionaire insurance producer versus continuing to spin your wheels. Did you hear that? I need to say it again. The quality of your prospect list is the difference between you becoming a millionaire insurance producer versus you continually spinning your wheels and not getting the results that you want. So what are you going to do about it? How are you going to increase the quality, let alone the quantity, but how are you going to increase the quality of your database? I would, um, I, I would tell you this, and I'm going to tell you exactly what I told my group mastermind when I spoke to them about two hours ago. Okay. By the way, if you're not a part of the 12X Commission Mastermind, you need to be it. Go to permissiongroup.com, check it out. Uh, the 12X Commission Mastermind, they've got dozens of members in there, and we're going over a lot of different topics, and this is one main topic we talked about today, is the quality of the database and how to increase that quality. Here's one of the things that I said to him. I said, if you don't have a database right now, 
that is based upon the micro niche you're going after, which frankly is just a whole other topic, right? You have to know what types of accounts you're going after and then create the database. I told them that this, when you first have that list, I almost want you to stop doing everything else you're doing right now in your entire insurance business. Just put it on pause for a few days, maybe a week. And all I want you to do is make telephone calls and send emails to each of the people that are on there. And when you are sending an email and or making a telephone call, I want you to try and get three main things. Can you guess what they are? The name of the person who handles it, their email address, if at all possible, and the policy renewal dates. In other words, if you've got 300 accounts or 500 accounts, I want you just to make phone calls to them with trying not to set appointments, not to talk about insurance, but even to talk to the receptionist to get those three things. If they happen to be coming up for renewal in the next, say, month, two months, three months, great. Then we can transition the call at that time to try and talk about insurance to speak to that person. But the goal is trying now to create a quality database. And the quality database is something that just doesn't happen by, by itself. It doesn't just kind of fall into place. It's not created by osmosis. It's something that you have to work. And you work by doing that, that data gathering. And so look, just deal with it. Make two, three hours a day and call 50 different accounts, if you will. Just call with the full expectation of not trying to waste the receptionist's time, but just getting the name of the person who handles it, that email address, and when the insurance policies come up for renewal. That's it. Again, you can transition if they're coming up, but all we're trying to do is gather that data because the quality of your database is gold in your pockets. It's gold in your pockets. If you don't have a quality database, you're going to be going hungry. Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business. So don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. And by the way, tell them Charles sent you. I can't stress this enough. My friends, like Permission Nation, I can't stress this enough that the reason that you are not achieving the financial status, the results that you want, the amount of commission, money in your own bank account right now, the reason why you're not winning as many clients, gathering enough broker of record letters and so forth is because you likely have a deficient prospect list. It is unqualified. These are not verified data points. You don't have a micro-niched um, list in which you're going after. You're starting with two and a half strikes against you, if you will. I mean, to not have a database that is qualified is basically throwing mud against the wall to see what sticks whenever you're making phone calls or doing walk-ins or you know, sending e emails and so forth. It's just like, I don't know. I'm just kind of hoping something works out. It's chicken business, right? You're just winging it. We can be better than that. You can be better than that. So I really want to stress to you the importance of the quality of your prospect database. Now, 
Let me just talk to um, some of the agency partners, agency principals, just for a minute. Don't don't tune out if you're just a producer here. Uh, but I want to talk to the the leaders of the agency for a moment. Do you know what your producers have in their database? Yes or no? Let me just tell you, the buck stops with you. It's your business to know. It's your business to make sure that all of their prospects are in your CRM, in your database, and not on some Excel spreadsheet or in a folder in their desk or something like that. We're in the year 2022, and this stuff just needs to all be documented. It needs to be in there. This is your data. And if you don't know whether or not your prospects have a good data system, a good prospect list, it is taking tens of thousands of dollars of potential revenue away from the agency every single month and year because you don't actually have the leadership capability of making sure that they're all doing what they're supposed to be doing. Can that be switched in a moment, in an instant, just like that? Absolutely it can. It just means that you have to do it. Here's this is interesting. Even with that same agent that I was just talking about, who, you know, she didn't have like just, you know, she only had like eight accounts in her actual uh in her pipeline. Um, their agency leadership set up a one-on-one call with me for next week just to kind of go over some of the producers that I'm working with. I'm working with three producers at that particular agency right now. Guess what I'm gonna talk about when I have my one-on-one call? I'm gonna be talking about the quality of the database. And as soon as the agency owner and the operations person, because it's going to be both of them on the telephone call, as soon as they're going to be gasping, like, I can't believe that. That's terrible. Why are they doing that? I'm going to so gently, in such a very diplomatic and professional way, in a tactful way, because I know who my client is, I'm going to try and turn the tide on them and say, hey, absolutely, the producer needs to do a better job. But as an agency leader, you need to do a better job as well. This is part of your responsibility as an agency leader to make sure that you are leading your agency and your producers in order to achieve more success. Why aren't our producers maybe selling as much as we want them to do? Well, maybe it's because we really haven't given them the tools. Maybe it isn't because uh, it's because we have not actually held their hand to make sure that they are doing the things that are going to help them. Maybe it's because we haven't really been like monitoring, even just on a weekly or monthly basis, on what they're working on and what emails are being sent and so forth. Uh, we can't really lead an agency to high growth and high profitability if we're doing it by the ostrich approach and just have our head in the sand. And so I'm going to do it with, with, um, with tact and professionalism. Yet at the same time, that's what my conversation is all going to be about. Because if nothing else changes, if they never do anything that I ever mentioned from a tactical standpoint, if those producers simply create a better quantity and quality database, they're going to write more business, period. I mean, you will significantly increase the number of set appointments you have if you're calling on accounts that are coming up in that buying window. And you will not have many accounts to have set appointments if you're calling on stuff that's just not in the buying window. They're just not interested. I mean, you're probably going to hear, if you are hearing this often, now's not a good time. We're happy with who we have. Um, you know, call me back later. You know, we don't renew for another seven months, whatever it is. It's likely you're not contacting them at the right time. Certainly, potentially, maybe not even in the right platform. 
but the quantity and the quality. And we haven't even like talked about the messaging, the scripting, the branding, the marketing, like all of that separate. Right now, I'm just talking about your list. I'm just talking about your list. Who are you trying to sell to? Who's your list? Now, with that said, even as I talked about uh, two uh, episodes ago, your most profitable micro niche, that's where you need to start creating your database. Your database needs to be consisting of your most profitable micro niche. I don't necessarily mind if you've got you know four different industries that you're going after. If you've got the carriers and the underwriter relationship that's going to make it happen. Because frankly, you can write more business with one strong relationship with an underwriter who wants to write the business than you can with a step-by-step process on your micro niche and so forth. Because at the end of the day, if you don't have the relationships with the underwriters, it's going to be very difficult for you to actually write the business, let alone you know, whether or not you even have access to the carriers that want to write that business. So there's a lot of things that come into play when you're figuring out the types of business. So I don't mind if you've got three, four, maybe even five that are on there. But at the end of the day, your micro niche industry that you are prospecting is extremely important and you need to be gathering the quantity on your prospect list based upon the micro niche industries that you're going after. If you're not going after the right type of micro niche industries, then it's going to, and you don't know which micro niche industries you're going after, it's going to be difficult for you to figure out who exactly should be on your prospect list, and you're certainly not going to have a quality prospect list because it's not X-dated and so forth, which is why, frankly, when a lot of producers come to an agency, they don't succeed. They end up leaving or they get fired, and then the agency principal says, well, they just couldn't sell. Really? It's all their fault? It's not you? It's not the agency's fault that you didn't give them the tools? I mean, are they supposed to just come up with policy X-dates out of the sky? Are they supposed to just know all of this stuff? Are they supposed to have this entire database ready by the time they come to be employed at your agency? I hope that's not what you think. I actually don't think that there should be ever a reason that a hired producer ever fails. And frankly, there shouldn't really even be a reason a hired producer ever decides to leave an agency if the agency is providing the level of service and the prospects, the database, that is needed. It needs, to be in the, it needs to be in the system. That way, if a producer ever did get fired or ever did leave, it's still there. And when you bring on the next producer, you're going to have a quality database in which that new producer can start working on. He or she can start working on quality accounts that are coming up in the right X date so that they are getting more success based upon who they're calling on. So I just need to ask you, if you don't feel confident with the quantity of your database then you're going to have to do some more work. You're going to have to find those accounts. I don't care. Just you know, get them off of Dun & Bradstreet. Get them off of GoLeads.com. Get them off Reference USA. Get them off MyEdge. Get them off of like, Zywave if you use it. I mean, there's lots of different ways in which to find lists of prospects. You can do a Google search. You can find lists of businesses all the time. You can go to, you can go to an association, right? You can go to the, the Plumbing Association of Tennessee, and you can find lists of you know, different businesses. Finding the list isn't as difficult as you think. Making it a quantity number that, that you can actually run with is what is important, which is why you might need to either expand your geographic territory or include a couple of extra uh, micro niches in order to get it to something that is going to be substantial. But frankly, the quality of the list is everything. The quality of your list is everything. The quality 
of your prospect list is everything. And if you don't feel that your prospect list right now is quality, then push pause on everything else and call all of those accounts with the specific goal, the singular goal of just pulling data that you need. The name of the person who's in charge of it, their email address, and the expiration date of the policies. That's what we want to go with. If nothing else, if we can just get the X dates, that is something to run with, right? That is something to run with. So I encourage you to do that and to do it now, to do it today, because, you know, frankly, right now we're about, you know, halfway through the year. And if you really want to have a strong, you know, second half of the year, you're going to have to get started on this thing right away. And one of the most important days in the insurance business is January 1st, which means you got to start working on those accounts probably September, October, you know, November in order to even have a strong January. So you want to start calling on the accounts during their prospecting debt, during their prospect, during their window of when they're coming up for renewal. Therefore, I really feel push pause on everything else, take a full week and just start working through your prospect database to make it as quality as you possibly can. You know, just have conversations with the receptionist. You know, just kind of work the conversation. Add some humor in there. Say, hey, you know what, Irene, you know, I just appreciate you talking to me. Like, you probably get calls like this all the time. But you know what? I really have no idea at this point even who handles the insurance at your company, let alone when does your insurance policies come up. The reason why I'm calling today, Irene, is like I'm trying to figure it out. I don't want to be wasting your time or the business owner's time, but I just want to have the, the information. That way I can call at the right time and hopefully provide some value to you going forward. Who's actually the person that even handles the insurance? Oh, it was Bob. Bob Smith. Perfect. Yep. Um, I'll tell you what, when, does your pol- when do your policies come up for renewal? That way I can you know, give you guys a call around that time. Um, I would, by the way, a little parenthesis, I would suspect your rece- receptionist has a pretty good idea when they come up because they see the insurance agent, they see the mail when it comes through, they probably see certificates of insurance, all that kind of stuff. I bet he or she, the receptionist, has a pretty good idea when the insurance policies come up for renewal. And so I'll find, like, even if, you know, she doesn't know the exact date, it's great, you know, like, is it, is it September? Like, is it September-ish? I'm going to ask that because I would rather, like, if she says, yeah, it's like September-ish, it's right around that time. Great. I'd rather know that than to think it's February, right, and be way too early or way too late. You know, and then even like if I get it, like, yeah, it's, it's September-ish. Perfect. You know what? I, that's, that's great. I mean, I really appreciate that. Last, last question for you. You know, what I would like to do is send Bob an email, you know, a little bit about our agency and specifically like what value we have to offer. That way, like if he's interested, he can reply to me and then we can maybe meet when it comes up in September. What's an email address that I could send something to Bob about his upcoming insurance renewal? Just ask. It's amazing what you get when you ask. It's amazing what you get when you ask for the business. Even if she says, well, you know, I can't give out that information, that's fine. I'll just say, well, what about like, do you guys have a general email address that I can send something to? I'll even get that. It might go to her. It might even be checked by the owner. Many times that general email address is checked by somebody with influence at the organization. And so I'm going to try and send it to that person, uh, even if it is a general mailbox, because it's likely going to go in front of the eyeballs of somebody who has influence there at the company. So just continue to work the conversation until you, know, you get the information that you can. And uh, you know what? I would even kind of end that uh, conversation with the receptionist and say, you know what? By the way, um, let, me just, uh, let me just say this. 
I would continue to have the conversation with the receptionist. Just keep the conversation going, asking for more information until she's like, she's pretty much done having the conversation with you. I just keep asking her, like, you know, by the way, like, who's your agent? Who do you guys use? Oh, you use ABC Insurance Agency? Yeah, yeah I'm familiar with them too. But which care are you guys with? What, who they place you guys with? Oh, okay. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, by the way, like I, you know, I see here, at least on my, my notes that you guys probably have maybe about 40 or so employees. You think that's about right? Okay. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So I'll just keep asking her those kind of questions until she's like, yeah, pretty much done talking to you, dude. And then when I get the feeling that the conversation is pretty much over, I'll say, by the way, you know, is Bob available? Can I just talk to Bob? If not, can you put me into Bob's voicemail? I'll leave a voicemail. I love to just kind of like tell him like who I am. And if he's interested in meeting with me right, right now, great. If not, no problem. Um, I personally do like to leave emails or rather voicemails, by the way. Uh, I do have know of lots of people who like eventually will contact you because you left that voicemail and the voicemail is sitting there and they will eventually get to it. They just haven't gotten to it yet because it's not the right time. But I feel that leaving that voicemail is a connection point. They hear your name. They hear your voice. They have your contact information. They put two and two together when you follow up with an email. It's just, it's important. So just do that. Just take a week, two weeks, put everything else on pause if at all possible, and just work through the database so that you end up not only with a significant prospect list that is based upon quantity, but that it is a prospect list based upon quality that's going to put gold in your pocket. And I'll say this and then it'll be done. Hands down, without question, I don't know of any successful insurance producers that have a large book of business who are winging it. I don't know of any insurance producers who have a large book of business that don't know exactly who their ideal customer is. I don't know of any insurance producers who have a significant book of business that don't have a qualified database of accounts that they are working on. And frankly, even those accounts, or rather those producers uh, who have larger books of business, they normally start working bigger accounts, so they have fewer accounts that are working on, but it's just because their database has become such high quality that they don't even need the quantity any longer. So that will happen. And as you're maturing in your book of business, as you're maturing in your career, you might not need the quantity any longer because the quality will be there. But as of right now, if you don't have either, wow, it must be very difficult for you to actually keep going and to have the success that you want. But I just want to tell you, I think that you are worthy to be able to do a good job. I think that you are able to create a database that is quantity and also quality because that's how you are going to succeed, my friends. And you are a part of Permission Nation, and I know that you are capable of doing it. My name is Charles Specht. I am the president and CEO of Permission Network, where I teach and train insurance agents by the way, insurance agents just like you, how to build a $1 million or more book of business. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast.